This is Around Your Kansas Home on AM 580, WIBW, and FM 104.9. Online, we're streaming on the TuneIn Radio app and at WIBWnewsnow.com. Podcast available at the AroundYourKansasHome.com website. Around Your Kansas Home, providing you information and tips to keep everything around your Kansas home looking great. Now, here's your host, Charlie Campbell. Good Saturday morning and welcome to another edition of Around Your Kansas Home. I am Charlie Campbell, joining you right here every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. here on AM 580 WIBW FM News 104.9. We're also streamed on the TuneIn Radio app. You can listen live at WIBWnewsnow.com and a plethora of other places as well if you missed this part of the program, a piece of it, all you have to do is go to AroundYourKansasHome.com, click on Listen Now, and catch up. Most shows make the podcast, and today's will certainly be one of those shows. We are joined in studio this morning by Annette Stahl. Annette is with Stone & Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes, and a Design Discovery Good morning, Annette. Good morning, Charlie. It is great to have you. I always appreciate having you come and join us because I don't have to think as much. <laughs> well, we I'm good at talking. It's one good gift I have. <laughs> I bring the brain once a month to talk about new construction, real estate, and of course, we're going through the entire home building process. We're is gonna it process? Insulate our life this week. Oh yes. You know, this is <laughs> This is good weather to do it during. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Kansas can't make up its mind. Is it going to be 70? Is it going to blow 70 mile an hour wind? Or is it going to be 70 below zero? Well, you know, I grew up in Russell, Kansas, where that whole wildfire happened. So this week has, and Bob Dole died this week too. So for Russell, um, sending out all our good thoughts to you all. We've had a rough week. It has been bad. And, you know, I guess we have to look at our blessings. And I think sometimes we miss them. We do. And I have to say, in that big wind, I have Doug. Most of you have heard about my dog, Doug. He is a big part of my life. And you were grateful for electricity and Doug this week, (laughs) if I remember correctly. Well, um, so my house has spray and insulation, and it's 10 years old. Um, And I have really great windows because, again, I built my own house. But um, really, even in those 70-mile-an-hour winds, my walls, you couldn't feel any infiltration. I just spent last weekend in Salem, Massachusetts with my witch friends. I know I'm going to just say it before you can. And <sighs> took so away that one. Right. I was in an Airbnb that was built in 1689. Wow. Yeah, which it had been refurbished and still I was amazed at how much I could feel through the wall. Oh yeah, exactly. I was like Oh my gosh, I love my mm-hmm. new home. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely beautiful in the ceiling. They had taken out the drywall so you could see the huge pieces of wood used, right. you know, for the floor above you. So it's beautiful. It just, the energy efficiency of today, I had a great appreciation for it yes. after staying in the house built at that absolutely. time. Absolutely. And our live this week talked a little bit about insulation. Let's talk a little about your favorites. Why do you do the type that you do? 
and what are the different options? So your most cost effective, if you're on a budget, is the whole go to a home improvement store, get a roll that has the paper on it, roll it out, and put it in the walls. That just sounds like fun. (laughs) And understand it's pieces of glass, so when it gets on you, wash your hands. Boy, no kidding. Um, Sometimes, I'm always, when kids are trying to play around with stuff, I'm like, no, it looks all soft and cottony, but it's not. Our favorite is blow-in insulation because it blows in behind all of your outlets, behind all of your switches, um, and it gives you the best R value. Uh, So that is our favorite. We also foam board the outside of our homes, and so that gives you another layer of insulation. Uh, Believe it or not, wood just lets all of the cold, warm, or whatever come through. So it is not an insulator Not a very good insulator. Mm -mm. So that whole caulking between the the now I'm not even thinking of the word but it's the board that you put on the subfloor <laughs> it's the I know what it is you cut it out for doorways I seriously sound bad but um, you're talking about the bottom plate of the wall the bottom plate thank you you're welcome um that is, I wanted to let you struggle for a while but I, figured, I can you know. see it and I can see the word and it's not forming <laughs> It's called age. <laughs> I had my birthday last month. It's catching up with me. Oh, boy. Um, so making sure that you insulate that is really important. A lot of people ask me about um, foam insulation. And it is great. It has great R values. Typically, it's very expensive. So it runs about three times more than the blow-in bib insulation. So that's why we typically use it for tight areas, like if you did a cathedral ceiling, so you don't right. have as much room. Um, so a lot of things happen... Uh, based on cost effectiveness, you know, everybody has a budget. So what yes. is your best bang for your buck? Exactly. You know, the important thing is to get it insulated. And like you said, getting it packed around things, the openings like outlets and those types of things. The old homes that, let's say the pot one area, windows used to have the weight 12 to 14 inches long, inch and a quarter in diameter, and it would hang off of a rope. And there was a pulley at the top of the window frame. It would help you assist lifting those great big panes. It was a great idea to make this counterweight that would help open. But it required a pocket, an air pocket, for that weight to easily move up and down. When you replace the windows, if you don't... I had an email last week, charlie at aroundyourkansashome.com, and it said the cold air is just pouring in around the windows and got some pictures. There were four-inch wide gaps on both sides of the window where those weights used to hang. Construction has come so far since those days. It's really come so far just in the last 10 years, honestly. I mean, it's amazing. So... It's really just making sure everything is sealed and everything is insulated. One of the things people don't realize, so they'll want to use insulation for sound. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sound is created by vibration. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you put your hand over your throat, (laughs) over your Adam's apple. (laughs) I feel safe. I was afraid you were going to put your hand over my throat. So, all right. So, if you take away that vibration, that takes away the sound. Right. So, uh, most cost effective is soundboard mm-hmm. versus trying to insulate things. Sure. So, it's still nice to insulate a bathroom for sound, right. although I love getting the giggles. So, I prefer <laughs> them not. <laughs> and we talked about the 
resiliency of the soundboard in this studio, and you made some comment about it being the waffle style, but expected, I guess, in this room. It is expected in this room. And my son, he ordered all kinds of soundboard for the basement. I'm very curious what's going to be happening down there. <laughs> but is he learning to play the drums? No. No. And um, I'm Xbox not. Xbox really loud. Xbox uh-huh. is a big deal. So I'm guessing yeah. that's it. So we are having a debate about what type of material to cover it in because I'm not okay with its look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, mom. So, but that it really does help a ton, especially if your staircase is open. So I have a switchback staircase. It's all open. And sure. so um, it helps absorb that sound and keep it in his room, which is desirable. And that's important if you can't quiet the child down. <laughs> He's mine. <laughs> what do you really expect? <laughs> See why I said that? I know that when you're mowing, you have to be careful of apples where? Right at the bottom of the tree because that's where they fall. Well, we've taken the home from the planning phase to the planning phase again, and then we dug a hole, and we stood in a hole and talked about where the home was going to go. Then we went through the concrete phase. We put forms up. We poured concrete in them. Then we started the exciting world of framing. And after that, we looked at siding. We looked a little bit at roofing. Then we had our messy mechanical show where, I mean, it was, we had wires everywhere and duct work hanging and that was quite the deal. And all of that has to be done before yes. we blow the insulation around it. Right. Absolutely. To seal up, they call it the building envelope. So most common question that you get from a person in the midst of putting together a new home about the insulating value of the home Is it how energy efficient is it going to be? Or are people into things like the true R value, the numbers? They don't understand what R value is. They want to know what is my electric bill going to be and what's my gas bill. (laughs) And you ask them how many things you leave turned on. Because really that throttles it when you're in a Daltmire home. The The sound is incredible. When we're in the, I mean, well, just, I always just ask how many kids do you have? <laughs> because that's usually a good indication. I feel a, like I need a formula. Yes. And how old are they? At teenage years, it goes up. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have that on an Excel spreadsheet yet. You would think. I think I'll add that to my list. That is a great idea. Another great idea is for you to stay with us for more right here on this week's edition of Around Your Kansas Home. Stay tuned. More Around Your Kansas Home is just ahead. Introducing the new M18 job site radio from Milwaukee. This high-performance audio system features dual 3-inch speakers that deliver loud, clear sound with deep, accurate bass. A customizable EQ allows you to adjust settings to your preferred levels. The M18 job site radio features a stackable design delivering maximum versatility. Metal speaker grills protect from drops, water, and debris. Integrated handles provide an easy way to transport and store the M18 job site radio. Featuring a digital AM-FM processor, the M18 job site radio provides the highest reception accuracy and signal quality. Delivering loud, clear sound in a durable, compact package, the M18 job site radio from Milwaukee. Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. We are back on this week's edition of Around Your Kansas Home. I am Charlie Campbell joining you here every Saturday morning 
right here on AM 580 WIBW FM News 104.9, streamed on the TuneIn Radio app and at WIBWNewsNow.com. Don't forget, the podcast is live for you in case you just tuned in and you missed the whole conversation about soundboard and about why children are noisy. We always have interesting topics when we're joined by Annette Stahl with Stone and Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes, and a Design Discovery. Did I say that right? You do it perfectly. I don't know that I would say I do anything perfectly, especially make children quiet down. But <laughs> let's just leave that whole topic where it is. Let's go to the next one, which is what is happening in interest rates? Well, we're predicting them to go up. Um, so by the end of the year, they said next year will be up to 4%. So the end of 22. Yes. Okay. We'll be so up they're to 4%. supposed to be staging it up. Um, I really think that's not a bad thing. What we're seeing in the market overall, things are still moving. Inventory is still low. Overpriced homes, meaning people paying way more than they should, right. you are getting reprices and people are expecting prices to be at market value. So sure. that is you're getting a more stable market. So I appreciate that. I think as long as interest rates stay under that 5%, we're right. still in such good shape. Well, that's what I was going to say. It, they're going up to 4%. Is 4% really that big a deal when we think about where interest rates have been in history? Well, and if you think of if you invest in money, so you can get, let's say that you have just $100,000 laying around or whatever. If you invested in the stock market, you can make an average of 8 to 9%. Right. easily staying conservative. And sure. if you only have a home loan at 4%, you're still in good shape. So that's kind of what I always look at. Um, I think the most interesting part of the time we're living in is the inflation we're seeing and yes. how is that going to affect us. I was doing a lot of reading about that and it was interested in how people are seeing it because some experts are saying this is like war after World War II because we have a shortage of supplies right. and a high demand. Right. Yeah, but we're not rebuilding anything. No. That was a whole rebuild time, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think what also most consumers are unaware of is that when a supply chain gets disrupted, as we have been. Yes. So we had a supply chain disruption before the pandemic with tariffs. Right. Then we had the pandemic layered on top of it with a supply chain. So the reason the tariffs affected the pandemic is when we say, okay, we're going to tariff wood in Canada now and we want it to come from the United States. Right. The United States hasn't had their production up to that level. Mm hmm. So then you have the United States companies going, OK, I need to find, you know, I need to get ramped up. Right. They're trying to ramp up. A pandemic happens and they can't ramp up. They right. can barely stay right. stable. So so it's been compacted between the two of them. And that's what's caused a lot of supply challenges. When you look at the supply chain challenges, they say the supply chain will be fixed in 2024. <laughs> 2023 will be the improvement, but there isn't. It does. Wow. 2022 isn't the fix because when you want something today, the whole process for it started six months to a year ago. Right, and that was a bad time for things right. like that. To and be then starting. you have a whole shipping issue. Sure. So you only have so many cranes in the. 
in the harbors of LA and all of the major ports coming in. So you only have so many that can be received. So when you get so right. backlogged, right. it is very hard to get caught up. Um, so you have multiplicities of number one, getting the supplies. Sure. Number two, getting the raw materials for supplies being made here. Right. Number three, getting it all unloaded, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting it transported where it needs to go. Yes. So, Absolutely. Um, so yes, we have a supply issue. They do say, and I do agree with this, that in the 70s, that high inflation was due to energy crisis. Mm -hmm. So that will be interesting. The disappointing part is it looks like we'll have about a 7% inflation. And across the board, big companies are only planning on raising um, salaries 3%. Right. So you're going to have less purchasing power going forward. There is an offset. You also have an automobile industry that with an inflation of 31%. Oh. Like, depending on what report I read, it was anywhere from 30% to, like, 37%. Like, that is crazy. You're absolutely right. And now that you finished that thought, which I didn't want to interrupt you during, I have to point out that sound that we heard yeah. a little bit ago. You know what causes that? What? You talk with your hands a lot. Oh, yeah, I do talk with my hands. <laughs> I, I had well, to point that out. I don't well, know why. Maybe I just thought if it was... the microphone hung from the ceiling instead, <laughs> I could redesign for you. I'm a designer. <laughs> you know, I will let you take that up with Roy. Okay. I was just fortunate enough to get this room. So I'm pretty happy with the way they are. You know, it doesn't take a lot to keep me happy. So let's go to um, the the next topic that that really ties right in with interest rates sort of i guess and it's you you sort of covered it it's it's the resell how are homes moving we we had such a shortage months ago is that leveled off is no we still have a shorter shortage the shortage shortage the difference is people are not willing to pay way over market value and bid at crazy so that's good because that brings us back to more of a true market versus these crazy prices that can create other struggles. Sure. Um, Because if you buy a house that's way over market value, it's hard to have enough money in it. And so that can cause issues if something happens in the future. So that actually makes us have a more stable economy. So that's good. Um, But inventory is still low. So it's still predicted, even with a 4% interest rate, for it to be a good housing market for 2022. Right. Well, and as we just discussed, it should be. 4% is not not that big a deal. Uh, You'd be surprised. Um, it freaks people out because a lot of people have only bought homes when well, everything's been true. below. You that's and true. I are I'm showing my ma- age. I was going to say you and I have maybe lived through a few more decades than many of these buyers and sellers. I remember eighteen percent interest. I shouldn't have said that, but I do remember that. And that I remember was... my dad talking about it. Good cover. <laughs> I got to give you fifty points for that cover. And on that note, a few seconds. We will be right back here on Around Your Kansas Home. Stay tuned. More Around Your Kansas Home is just ahead. Why is Made in Kansas important? UDOT was founded in Kansas in 1958, selling Kansas-made products. Made in Kansas means keeping our dollars here, keeping Kansans working. Blue Dot is committed to keeping the Kansas economy vibrant. Luxair products are Kansas strong and Kansas proud, just like Blue Dot. Blue Dot and Luxair, 
Two names you have trusted since 1958. Thank you. Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. Thanks for staying tuned to Around Your Kansas Home, heard here every Saturday morning. Today, we're joined by Annette Stahl, Stone and Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes, and a design discovery. So let's go back to the market. You said that there's still a shortage. I've been thinking about selling my home for a while. I get a lot of emails, charlie at aroundyourkansashome.com, thinking about doing this, selling this, maybe my first question is always, where are you going to go when you do? Have you thought about that? And what kind of a train wreck are you seeing when people do make the decision, it's time to sell just because the market's good, and then where do we go? There's not enough rentals. Um, so overall, in Topeka, rentals, it's tough to, tough to find. Right. So uh, you really want to have found something you want and then sell. You're going to sell pretty quick. So right. the transition happens pretty quick. But right. just to sell, to rent, make sure you have a rental before you do that. Boy, no kidding. And you say there's not enough rentals. There's not enough available rentals. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that's incredible. Um, so interest rates are good. What are banks saying to you now when it comes to the lending process? We haven't, and we probably should, have a lender on one of these days and talk more yeah. about that process. But let's say that someone is unfamiliar with that process. What does that look like? So typically, if you can get a mortgage, you can get a construction loan. New construction will be a little bit different than a mortgage because you're going to your end loan quicker. Sure. So the struggle with new construction is you'll have a construction loan, and then when your home is complete, it'll move to a mortgage. Right. So if you want to know what your interest rate's going to be in nine months, the bank nor us can tell you. So they'll do a worst case scenario right. for you, which scares a lot of people um, because they don't know. So they want to give you the worst case. Right. With the cost of supplies going up, the bank is also, so let's say you're like, I want to have um, a $400,000 loan. I'm going to build a $400,000 house. Right. The bank ideally would love for you to come in at 360 to 380 because there could be a lot of price increases that you're not aware of or sure. interest rates could be more than you need. So the bank really works with you of what do you want your payments to be? How much do you have invested? And all the local lenders here are great. I always tell people in new construction, use a local lender. Right. So if you're using a national lender, you're going to get charged for somebody to come look at the progress of your construction. Sure. Absolutely. Which isn't fun. Uh, but all the local lenders here are great. Um, Community Bank, Alliance, Heritage, Vista. I mean, uh, Denison Bank. I've worked with all of them. And they all do a little different system depending on their bank and what their right. clients are or the price range. But sure. they all are good about setting down with you and saying, OK, let's look at all your stuff. And um, I always tell people when you go to the bank, also be going to your financial planner. So right. you want to make sure you're looking at your finances overall. Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? You always need somewhere to live. It's kind of our first level of the hierarchy, right? You have to have shelter, food, water, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, an investment in your shelter is always just something to think about. So whether right. you're paying for it at 4% or you're paying for it at 2%, is it helping you live the life you want to live? Sure. And most of the time in real estate, when you sell, you're going to get your investment back if you take care of it while you live there. And that's the big thing. I, I've covered this a lot of times, and this is more the renovation side than anything. I had a, I had an email, uh, it's been three or four months ago, 
that I put in new carpet, new paint, new window coverings, new windows, and I didn't get all of my money back the next week. But if we go back, and we did, we went back and we looked at the before pictures, saleability would have been really tough with those windows. I mean, those things were falling out of the wall. I hate to say it that way, but literally that was the condition. It goes back to what you said. It's maintaining. If you keep the maintenance up, you're maintaining the value that was initiated, and then there's appreciation that occurs with that value. Right. The only time you might run into problems if you're in a neighborhood that everyone around you didn't keep up either. Correct. So that is out of your control. So right. if you are the person that keeps your house immaculate and you're noticing all the houses beside you are selling and becoming rentals, it may be time to sell. Mm-hmm. Because now you're in a different kind of neighborhood than you started in. Right. So you do have to watch out for those things. Right. And sometimes they can happen kind of quick, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. And you're not used to that. Um you also, when you're doing updates, looking at things that you'll get your money back for. Sure. So sometimes people do really, I had one client that bought these huge, incredible hulks. So he remodeled the house to fit them. Okay. Um, and then he took them with him when he sold the house. Well, there are these, it just was these odd little um Places. Build outs. Right. right. And so then that makes it a little more challenging. Sure. Unless somebody has a grand piano that size, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but sometimes we can get really personal and that can become a little challenging. Having said that, if you really do personalize it in ways that are more universal, right. like more fun, right. like I have a lot of my single moms that really personalize it into fun, funky, feminine looks and they sell fast because another single mom's like, yeah, I don't have to do the work. Sure. Um, you might be tightening there of who you're targeting, but right. there's usually enough out there. Right. Or if you're an empty nester and you've now redid your house for empty nest, you have quite a few people, right? Like that's a pretty big audience mm-hmm. versus people with um, 10 foot statues. There's not as many of them out there. Yeah, I could see that being an issue. And quite honestly, something I hadn't thought about, but you're absolutely right. When you renovate, you need to consider that. I know one of the the keys back in the, I'm not going to say what year, when we used to look at room additions was we really strive to make sure that it looked as if the home was built that way to start with. And matching roof lines and matching walls and matching designs, I didn't think about adding a a, a bump out or a, a coffer clip in the ceiling to make an incredible Hulk statue fit. I, that just never even crossed yeah. my mind. It's just different for everyone. And that was one of the things I liked being in the Northeast because they have so many more architectural rules than we have. So right. their additions, you're like, wow, this house still looks like it was built in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we don't have those rules, so people can do whatever they want. And then sometimes it doesn't match. So you can drive by and be like, oh, look, that's an addition. <laughs> right, exactly. I do get questions occasionally on comparables. And you mentioned if your neighbors are selling and it's becoming rentals. When it comes to finding a comparable, you can really, or a comparable, is it comparable or comparable? Or is it um, potato, it potato? Matter. I think it's okay. potato, potato. So when you're looking at renovating and being worried about over renovating, How can someone get help with that? Is the lender the person to go to? 
Um, I always think it's a realtor. So the realtor is going to have all of the information for you. Realtors, believe it or not, we kind of love you guys. So we've built relationships with you and we like coming in and seeing what you're going to do. They'll also have recommendations a lot of times on designers or I get lots of texts about who should I use as a designer or a remodeler or whatever. Um, And I will always be like, okay, remember the comps in your area. You bought your house for $250 and the highest house in there is $350. So don't be spending over $100,000. Right. Right. Exactly. And that sounds like not much, but I mean, one of the couples, all they wanted to do is take the wall out between the kitchen and the dining room, yeah, and the bid all. came back a hundred thousand mm-hmm. because of how the roof line was and all that. Yep. But it didn't seem like that big of a deal, sure. Right? Sure. Like no one would have said, "Oh, that's a hundred thousand dollar job." Well, you have to redirect that load bearing weight, and with yeah. themes and and the work that that can be involved in that. So when we say don't do it. I always give that with a caveat of you have to look at the expenses to move, the things you're going to change about a new property that you might move into, and by the time you subtract the latter from the former, okay, maybe you're not going to get every penny back that you put into that renovation. But if there's a good enough reason for it, it might be worth it. I mean, think about it. We buy a $35,000, $40,000 vehicle, and we sell it for ten. Uh, well, we used to. Now we can sell it for thirty or forty five thousand. Well, um, you can. I drive mine till the tires are flat and the engine's barely running. You sound like so. my teenager. Um, <laughs> so yes, that's right. And I always also tell people you'd be paying rent somewhere. Exactly. So a lot of times right. you don't take into account you would be paying something anyway. Right. Um, if you're in a neighborhood that backs it up to Lake Sherwood, or you're in Potwin, or you're in neighborhoods that are holding their value. Go for it. Absolutely. If you're in a neighborhood that's a pocket and there's a bunch of rentals around it, so you have a really cute, great neighborhood, and there's a bunch of rentals just two blocks over, now you might want to think about it. So, I mean, the thing about Topeka is we're so pocketed oh, yes. that when I give um, ideas or choices, I think there's a lot to consider and a lot to look at. Right. And that's when a realtor right. can be really ha- helpful. Um, usually most of the realtors can look up what's been selling around you and know, oh, yeah, it's been, there's a lot of investors buying in this area. Mm-hmm. Or there's they can give you a lot of insight on what's happening that you can't see just looking at Zillow. Absolutely right. Let's get into new construction just a little later in the program but but real quick let's take a home let's say we've been in it 15 years and we have either a growth problem more kids need more rooms or the opposite we're downsizing empty nesting we're considering relocation i know that we often don't think about all of the specifics when we look at a relocation, there may have been something that was an issue. We didn't have a nice big deck or we didn't have a very good entertaining area or we our, our closet wasn't big enough. There can be something that over 15 years is driving us crazy. And when you walk into a different property to look at it, it has solved that problem. How do you keep people grounded and look more at the other things that you might have missed? Because <laughs> you giggle, I have a feeling this is <laughs> this has happened a time or ten. Um, sometimes it's amazing to me because people get really frustrated because I spend a lot of time talking and asking a lot of questions. So right. if you met with me, I would ask you about what drove you crazy about where you live, right. and we'd make a list. What are your top three things? We get to that. Then I'd ask you what are the top three things you love where you right. live right now, and then I would ask you how do you want to live, like what. what 
how are you not living? So if you're an empty nester, what I hear a lot of is I have all these bedrooms I'm paying to air condition yes. heat. Yes. And I'm not using them. I want that square footage in my kitchen, dining, living room area instead. And so, I'm laughing because I talked to a lady one time. She goes, look in these two rooms. And she opened the doors and she literally had like a file cabinet on a piece of carpet over the ductwork, the, the vent, because she didn't want to air condition that room. And you're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, they had four kids living at home. Yeah. Now it's, you know, the two of them. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I want this space for me, not right. for empty space. Um, so then we talk about, okay, so in your kitchen, let's talk about how the holidays are. How do they work? Do all the kids come home to you? What happens? Okay. When it's just the two of you, where do you guys eat? Do you eat, a, you know? So I talk a lot about how you live. Um, and a lot of times, I mean, there's been times I'm like, why don't you just turn this bedroom into your closet you want? Like right. why? I mean, there, you can just put a door right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how sometimes it's just the simple things, if we're honest about it? Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, because now with closet systems, it's like so easy and right. it can come right down when you sell. It can Somebody might like it that way, you mm-hmm. know? So that's what I talk a lot about. The couple I had yesterday, um, surprise, surprise, they thought they had two kids. They're having twins now. So they're oh, going to have four. So wow. when you go from two to four, I mean, I felt like they were in complete shock. She was like, I cannot live here. I mean, I think they were came to me in panic. Like, <laughs> so they were the ones that were like, we'll just take down this wall and then it'll be OK because we'll all be able to flow in this house. And then it was 100,000. We're not taking down that wall for 100,000 exactly. when our house is worth 300. Right. Um, so I was talking to them a lot about flow. Because they do have a big living room, but it's really weird, the one they have now, because it has four doorways coming in and out of it. Oh, boy. That makes wall space interesting. Right. And traffic space. Like, it's like... It is a 20 by 20 room, but it is not functioning like a 20 by 20 room. (laughs) And so she really wanted this huge living room again. And I was like, how about I give you a living room that functions? Let's talk about how we walk and how we flow and what you're going to be doing at the kitchen. And how are the kids going to work? You're going to have four kids under the age of five. Let's get real. They're going to be tied to you. So this whole kitchen, dining room, living room, I mean, we would love for them to go down and play or play in their room. That is like, Not that is happen. a dream, okay? Oh, right, right. <laughs> Until they're about seven or eight, they're just like, wherever you are, mom, 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 mom. Yep. How many times yep. can I hear it? Exactly. So, um, so that's another thing we talk a lot about is flow. Like, how do we want the mornings to feel? How do we, you know, what's it like to get out the door? When you walk in the door at night, what does that feel like? What does that look like? Especially when they're two young working parents. Right. Um, And it's interesting because it's so different than a retired couple. Mm Because a retired couple that empty nest, they are so specific on he needs and she needs. Like, they have a his and hers. And and each other has each other's his and her more so than they have their own. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. They protect the other person's Uh way more than their own. Uh So it's always interesting to me as we get to that retirement stage and we're home with each other all the time. Evidently, not that I know yet. Um, We (laughs) love our together time and our alone time. Right. And so that all of a sudden becomes really important. Well, you know, ergo the, the, the two key phrases that have come up in the last, I don't even know how many years, but it's it's fairly recent, the man cave and the she shed. Yes. I, I think that's the reason for both. And speaking of reasons, plenty of reasons to stay with us when we come back more with Annette Stahl, Stone & Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes, when Around Your Kansas Home continues. Stay tuned. More Around Your Kansas Home is just ahead. 
Are you considering a renovation or construction project in the Topeka area and looking for an easier way to complete your project? Locally owned Topeka Wind Supply is here and ready to help you select the right products. Then we supply area professionals the products you picked out on time. From a small renovation to a large commercial construction project, the Topeka Wind Supply team is ready to help you invest wisely in products that will last but don't break the bank. Doing a project yourself often results in wishing that you hadn't. As members of the Topeka Area Building Association, we supply the most professional contractors in the area that are ready to partner with you to complete your project on time and on budget. Imagine the taste of your dinner from an entire new kitchen or unwinding in a new custom bathroom. Let's leave doing it yourself to picking out colors and styles. Tell your contractor you want to pick things out at Topeka Wind Supply or just come see us. We have lots of referrals for you. Topeka Wind Supply, 3721 Southwest South Park Avenue, TopekaWindSupply.com. Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. We are back on this week's edition of Around Your Kansas Laundry Room. Okay, well, maybe it wasn't the laundry room. Maybe it's Around Your Kansas Home. Joined in studio by Annette Stahl with Stone & Story Real Estate, Daltmeyer Homes, and a design discovery. If you missed what you just missed prior to commercial, you need to go back and check out the podcast aroundyourkansashome.com. If you notice the evolution and the flow of the discussion, one of the things that Annette mentioned when I asked about thinking through renovating a home was she said, you're really smartest to get involved with a realtor. Then I purposefully changed the topic and we went to two or three other things. And then I asked a question specifically about remodeling and the exact reason you should consider doing that came out of her mouth. She explained very clearly why that was the correct answer by going through step by step of the experience. The experience that came out of your mouth was amazing. It proved the point of why someone should contact you, yeah. Stone and Story Real Estate. I mean, let's be honest, you guys have this under control. And that was, I know you didn't know that you were being, you know, kind of baited into that question. But when I asked, if you think I'm kidding, go back and listen to the podcast, the second segment of the program, it came out. The, the how do you want to live comes out of your mouth, whether you're building a new home or whether you're looking at relocating. Right. So what a what a real estate agent can do for you is give you the market analysis, which you cannot get for yourself. Right. Um, the reason I always recommend our team, Stone & Story Real Estate Group, is because we are one of the top teams in the Northeast Kansas area. So having a team that does the whole span gives you all of the insights on what are the options and what do you want to do. And our goal is always to make you the hero of your story. So it's always to do whatever is right for you. Um, and we love if you remodel and stay. We love if you're ready to move. We, we're really there for how do you make your life the best it can be. And if you're improving their life, helping them to get what they want, and sometimes they didn't know how to get there. 
yeah, and you're I'm, giving them that right. direction. There's times we look at their house and they're moving for a closet. And honestly, that really did happen. I was like, just add a door here. <laughs> Here's the closet <laughs> systems. Here's who to call. <laughs> I go, And you know what? They ended up staying there for another five years and then they did move. Right. But it was for still, other reasons. Yeah, for then. other reasons. Yeah. Um, but it was a great solution for them, the interim. Sure. So. Well, I mean, every five to 10 years, what you're doing in your life changes. Oh, my gosh. I know. I was thinking about what I was doing five years ago. Like some memory came up. I was like, oh, my gosh. It was like mayhem. My kids were still little. I didn't have right. anybody driving. I mean, it was a completely different life than one in college and one driving. And I, yeah. you know, it and just today, changes quick. Today, it's a toss up whether you're in Topeka or somewhere else because you're always gone. I am always gone. I am a big traveler. I'm a big um, learning about other builders. I've been it was really fun. So when I was in um massachusetts i like met with builders there saw what right. they dealt with i've been talking to some builders in tulsa and oklahoma um i went through the process with one of my mastermind sisters in austin which was really fun sure i think the way that we get better at what we do is creating connections and learning what other people do because mm-hmm. i always want us to be growing and getting better and giving our clients more and right now it's super hard with the cost of supplies Yes. The limited of supplies. And so every builder in every state all over this country is struggling with enough labor and getting supplies right. at a decent price. So um, it's encouraging to know we're not alone. And it's good to see what they're doing and what they're trying and right. um, share resourcefulness across. And when you say it's hard, it's hard because it's new. We've done everything else for years when it comes to scheduling crews. Okay, so a new product comes out. We figure out how to integrate that. That's not difficult. But when you're told, well, it's going to be seven months to or get something. they send you the floor and they're like, yeah, you're going to be two boxes short. <laughs> okay. The next yeah. two boxes is three months from now. Uh-huh. So where's the, where do you like? No kidding. I mean, it's literally like that. And people are like, well, we don't understand. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, we right. do the best we can. Sure. And then we're like, okay, so what floor is like this that we can get? Yeah, nothing. And so it's hard. I mean, the lumber we're getting, if you look at the rings in it, because of the tariffs, because of the pandemic, there's so fewer rings. I mean, you're getting a lot greener wood. Mm -hmm. That means you're getting more warpage. That means you're cutting down your spans that you're spanning because you're trying to, you know, compensate. So even how we do everything has to change constantly. And the labor force, I'm not sure where they're going or what they're doing, but it's a struggle. It, it, It absolutely is. So let's talk through the new construction process. Someone has decided that relocating is probably not going to work. We've already talked about supplies are very limited as it is. And if we're honest about it, you have expenses to move. Mm -hmm. Simply relocating electrical, I mean, utilities, you have the cost of the move itself. There's an an enormous amount just there with loan origination fees, all that stuff. You're going to go through all that and then get somewhere, live there for a year or less and discover some things that need to change. So let's talk through the, it's time to build the forever home, the dream home. So the first place you always want to start is with your realtor so that you can see the market and understand the value. Somebody just actually emailed me before I came here and was like, hey, I set up a meeting with the builder and he said I'd have to have $50,000 to meet with them. Wow. I know. I was like, maybe I should do that. I'm kidding. Um, That seems excessive. So typically, um, 
builders will meet, they do an initial meeting for free. And then um, if you're going to continue with them, you're going to get your loan. They're going to want to see you have a loan approval for a construction loan. Right. I always recommend get a construction loan because what happens if the builder dies or something happens, then you're just out your money. You don't have protection. Right. So as a realtor, that's what I recommend. So um, then you're going to go. The reason I recommend starting with a real estate agent is because you can see several builders. You can see their work. You can get some market value. So here you're going to pay right now. You're paying the same for new construction as existing. Typically, you play more for new construction. Right. Um, so then you're going to go ahead and meet with some builders, kind of figure out where you want to be, and then you're going to meet with some lenders. I usually recommend meeting at least with two lenders. Um, Community Bank is one I send people to a lot um, just because they understand the new construction process. Then you're usually going to want to go to whoever you use now, whatever right. your bank is, if it's right. a local bank. Um, and you're going to talk through, am I going to be able to live where I am? until my house is complete, put sure. it on the market and right. sell it and move? Or am I going to need to sell my home so I know how much equity I have out of it? Right. Rent. And then, and some people live with their parents. The people that live with their parents or his parents or her parents, they are really anxious to get in that new home. Like, Boy, no kidding. I imagine. I can imagine. So, um, you know, it's making all of those decisions right. and that affects your costs. Sure it does. Um, and then it's going with your builder. I recommend, and I for everyone, if they give you allowances, what does that allowance mean? So when you go through the design process, get your plan, go get your bids for your kitchen, for your flooring. Do all of that up front so you have something. If, If they're saying it's cost plus 10, then are they guaranteeing those costs? We do it a little bit different. So um, when you come to us, we kind of guarantee your cost at contract time and work with you that way. Everybody has a different way. So who's keeping track of the budget? How are you doing that? How? What is the flow? When will you be in your new home? So if you start now, is it nine months, one year, 18 months? Um, most builders are going to build more than just your house. Right. How many people right. do you have ahead of you? Right. Um, so there's lots of questions, and those are things that we try to help people through. Um, if we're not your builder, that's totally good. We only take 30 build jobs a year. Right. So if we're not the perfect fit, we help you find the fit for you. All the more reason to start your search, Stone & Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes, and Annette Stahl. I have some sad news. Times we're two. We're out of time, and it's our last show together for the year. But we have a whole year in front of us in 22. You're inviting me back? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So we will see you next time, which will be January. And we will see you back here next Saturday morning for another edition of Around Your Kansas Home. Take care. This has been Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. Tune in every week for more tips to keep your Kansas home looking great. Around Your Kansas Home is a presentation of AM 580 WIBW and FM 104.9. Online, we're streaming on the TuneIn Radio app and at WIBWnewsnow.com. Podcast available at AroundYourKansasHome.com.